Hello. And welcome to Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 514, taking a wild guess at the episode number. I, I, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. And... Ian Loring, we need to get into a debate right away. Right, go on, what's so, up bit? I, I literally just said we need to start recording now, this needs to go on mic. So, uh, Mark, met a yeah. turkey once... Um, we've we've had this debate before about meeting a giraffe, and he was just like, "Well, how you, how would you describe what would you describe it as?" Then the thing is, Mark, in order for two entities to meet, there has to be an acknowledgement from both of them that they are meeting that person, not just seeing that person. When that turkey yeah, that has- sees you, they're not meeting you; they're just seeing you. No, I, I, I disagree. That. T- that- the turkey, the giraffe, it's like that. There's a connection. They look at you. Like a spiritual connection. Like a spiritual connection. That's how I met that goat and it fucking hated me. You didn't meet a goat. I met a goat. You were in the vicinity of a goat and it hated you. Yeah. So it acknowledged me. It yeah, didn't like me. You didn't meet. The same time I met that turkey and it was all right with but me. meeting is like, hi there. I'm blah, blah, like. You know, Kiki's lived in the I house for, the like, getting on for four years. Kiki's never met me. Of course she's met you. This is certifiable bobbins, Mark. I disagree. I, I, I have met many animals. I've got to put in some food for Lottie. You intro the show, but you're wrong. Nah, I, I, I've met many a... Uh, an animal. Uh, what are we covering this week? I, I, was I right on the episode number there? I feel like I was. Let's check. You're real chaotic today. It's it's a mark. I, I was right. Yes. Yeah. It's a mark opening. They're always a little bit chaotic. Uh, we're a pod syndicate podcast. Uh, listen to our friend shows, including Rewatch Project, uh, Gaming Landfill, uh, Change and other things. I'll get words in at some point. We're covering what we're covering this week. We're covering the new Netflix film Pain Hustlers, and we're covering the Five Nights at Freddy's. FNAF. FNAF, uh, which is based on a game. FNAF. I'm told. Also FNAF. Yeah, it's also called FNAF. Uh, we we hopefully we're going to try and cover uh, the killer, but only Ian saw it. Uh, I was screwed over by every man's uh, changing of times. Absolute bastard. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also got some what you've been watching. I've actually got a lot. Of what I've been watching. Oh God, is it all shit? It's not actually. No, actually, I think I have watched um, one Academy Award winner, and I think at least a couple of the other ones got nominated for other awards. Razzies. Some of them might have got nominated for Razzies, <laughs> yes, but some of them got nominated for actual awards as yeah, well. Okay. Yes. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got that. Uh, we've got some trailer chat. We have some questions. Um, oh, and we'll, are we we'll doing the killer? Sorry, you might. Uh, have I couldn't get, no, I, I didn't. Couldn't get to it. Unfortunately, I had one of those days at work today, and every man screwed me over on the times on Monday. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we will be getting to the killer. But he will be talking about the killer um, because he did see it. But then we will uh, have a, a, a wider talk about it in a couple of weeks when it lands on the Netflix. Yeah. The Netflix. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, 
news, Ian? What's been happening in the old news? A variety have put out a report today detailing an away day that the Marvel execs had in September. And apparently one of the things discussed was, oh, should we do an Avengers film with the old Avengers back in it again? Isn't that just <laughs> some in case of emergency press Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck's sake. It, it, it is a little bit. It, do, do you think that might be um, sort of, you know, swayed by the fact that the the projected figures for um, the, is it Marvels? The Marvels, yeah. yeah. The Marvels, yeah. Uh, it, it's like opening weekend is, is like they're looking like it could be like under 100 million. Yeah, they're looking at between 75 and 85 in the US, which is awful. Yeah. But it looks crap, and it is literally you. You cannot watch that without watching this series because you wouldn't have a fucking clue who she is. I'm gonna be honest about it, uh-huh. right? I'm gonna actually weirdly looking forward to Mar- the Marvels. Why? I I, I you can't. Brie Larson, and you haven't watched the show that it follows on from. You. I know. That's madness. It's weird, isn't it? That's it is a little bit of madness. Got some real Downton Abbey vibes going on there, Mark. It, but it's not like Downtown Abbey. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's more. I'm a little bit like like I just. It, I think it looks all right. I think it looks fun, but not in a um, Thor uh, like fun way where it, it, it's constantly going to be telling you how fun it is. It, mm. it looks a little bit. It looks a little bit Saturday morning cartoony. Mm. Not, not, not like Saturday afternoon uh, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Networking, which is what you could say a little bit is Thor. Is it the Thor movie? It's become I, a little bit that. Was Guardians Three I, the last one? The yes. Last mm-hmm. I've not yeah, they've been quiet. Well, I don't even. I, I don't even know. What, oh no, hang on. It's Captain America next, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. And yeah, it was going to be Deadpool, and they've, they've put Captain America in Deadpool slot, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think it's Captain America, Deadpool, and Thunderbolts next year. Hmm. Okay. I look. I mean, the Marvels. I, I I'm rooting for Nia DaCosta. I want her to do well. Um. The the girl, the Miss Marvel, she's great. And she could bring some real life to that film where Brie Larson might not. Um and, and, uh, yeah, I I want I, I like I'm I'm poly, I'm I want that film to do well because I don't want to you know, as much as anything, I don't want to spend a couple of hours on a Saturday watching something that I think shit. You know, and you know, that, we, that, that's we it. Of, yeah. That, that, that's that's it exactly. I, I looked at it and went, do you know what? That it, it it looks a little bit more contained, um, and it also looks like it's going to be. Look at that, 105 minutes. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing for a Marvel film, isn't it? <laughs> 105 yeah. minutes. Yeah. That's ace. Good for that, because that, that's, that's going to be like 10 minutes of credits as well. Yeah. That's in and out. Yeah. Go on, then. Yeah. And the thing there is, um, 
it's it, everyone always says the same thing. You've said it frequently, and, um, and I know that um, the other guys have said it. That the the girl who plays um, is it Ms. Marvel? Kamala Khan. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, and really like energetic and just fun and really quite likable. And um, what's it? Uh, is it? Um, Taylor Paris, uh, who plays Monica Rembrandt in it, from uh, Nicola Tyrone, was great in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then you've got the, the, the hate boner in human form that is Brie Larson. See, I, I don't get the boner bit. What? I just don't like her. That's fine. I think she's an awful screen presence. I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. Scott, I'm, I'm, her yeah. in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. If I was in my teens when Scott Pilgrim versus the world came out, like I probably would have been admitted to hospital for like too much drainage. Explosion. Yeah. Like I, I would be a withered husk. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other news. Um, so after last week, as praising um, Apple TV as possibly being the only decent streaming service, and it also not being a proper streaming service, yeah. What did they go and do a couple of hours later? Raise their Raise prices. The fucking price. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that. Uh, I was, I was listening to, I think it was the Verge's podcast, so not an original thought. 100% they are doing that to try and get people to just subscribe to Apple One because the value proposition with Apple One get basically gets better every time Apple increases the prices of their services. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, th- th- there's, without question that. I also add into the fact that the uh, Apple TV... Uh, uh, two seconds. So Apple TV probably has um, how many subscribers? 25 million, apparently, people subscribe to Apple TV. Yeah. Right? So if you put that up by £2, $2 mm. there, right? And that's 25 million. So if all of those stick with it, yeah. Straight away in the first month, you've made $50 million. Yes. There. So they will literally, companies, when they raise price subscription fees, they bank on a certain amount of people by just not realising. Mm. <laughs> it's built in their projections. <laughs> so basically it's like, have we just a little bit paid for Napoleon and, and what's it, via subscribing? I'm like, yeah, we kind of have. And I'm kind of all right with it. Isn't that how it works? Like, it's how it works. It is how it works. You know, you are kind of like almost, in a way, stealth investors. It's, <laughs> it's a weird thing. But it's just, like, Apple TV will now be eight ninety nine, and it provides like so little content mm. of actual like there's no catalog content like at all yeah that's what you think it's it's bonkers that but but they get away with it because it's apple yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Just because, like, the amount of content they actually have, it is a bit quality over quantity. Um, but then you look at Netflix, who just increased the price of their premium service to seventeen ninety nine a month. And, it, you know, it, it's nearly double. Do I think Netflix is worth nearly double what Apple TV is? And it, like, the, the, unfortunately, for my family, yeah, it is. For me, not so much. But the thing there is, what I would say there is, and I, 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 I'm not saying I disagree with you here, but, but, but the fact remains that there is easily double the amount of content. Yeah, but it's not good. And obviously it's good. That's, that's what, this is what I'm saying, mm. is that I don't think Netflix is anywhere near worth the, the price that I'm going to be charging for it. Left to my own devices, I would cancel Netflix. The only thing that I really keep it around for is for when we do like a rewatch of Friends. And I'm not going to be able to do that for a while without crying. So I, if it was up to me, I would cancel Netflix. I know you won't I because use you like to have them all. I, I, I use it. Yeah, but you could use other things. Mm, Netflix's download thing, which is very, you know, I use a lot to watch offline. Um, there is it, it, better than the other ones. The OneDrive exists though, and that works fine. <laughs> but then I've added more processes in, and I don't have time for that shit. So you're saying it's just pure laziness? How much is it going to cost a month? I'm, I'm happy to pay that for laziness. How much? How much is it? It's seventeen ninety nine a month. Going to pay eighteen pounds just to be lazy. A little bit, yeah. Um, no, it's it 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 is becoming bonkers. It is also bonkers that. They've all raised their prices within a very short period of time. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought there was something going on. <laughs> mm. And I mean, on that as well, I said last week that I thought the strike might be over by the time we recorded again. And no, it's not. But it they are... I, I don't know. It's interesting. I know it, like they're talking every day, but apparently yesterday, like deadline, I read deadline this morning. They were like, I think it was like they started mid morning and ended at half two. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that was a real long session then, wasn't it? Guys? <laughs> and <laughs> like, it's a little bit like, is it, is it a simple? It's like, right, well, that's lunch decided then. <laughs> and if you want hmm. people to take their calls seriously, like don't have stupid little pet bits in it of like oh yeah celebrities can't go if, if you're in whatever fucking thing it is you can't go as a character from any of the like struck studios movies for halloween what what fucking still to die on people criticizing margot robbie for going as um what's it from v for vendetta and criticizing <laughs> megan fox for going as is it Yo yo Yubari or something. Go go Yubari from Kill Bill. And it's like, yeah, this is why people don't take you fucking seriously. Let people go what they want for fucking Halloween. I, I enjoyed Ryan Reynolds like tweeting, I'm paraphrasing, but just like, you know, looking forward to calling my daughter a scab for wearing a Barbie <laughs> costume. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, right. So moving slight on to that you just said there. Mm. However, Right, the whole Halloween thing, it's just become like just it's just dress up day now. Yeah. It's not like goes like anything ghoulish anymore. What 
people used to always watch like characters from things. Mm. 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 You got um, my fucking Pikachu costume, Mark. A Pikachu is terrifying. I very much enjoyed Pika Pika motherfuckers. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, even like we, yeah, and we went trick or treating, and um, uh, one of the parents of one of the girls we were with was just like thank god you're in that costume you were fucking terrifying last year because you just you were really in character what were you last year i was michael myers and i basically i just didn't say anything and i just breathed heavily yes um yeah there's not a lot of news because there's not a lot happening no 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 but there have been trailers yeah, they have, but my phone's doing an update, so I can't look at what they are. What have we got? So, what did we have? Oh, we had an extensive um, <laughs> Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes teaser trailer. <laughs> what, that like five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> of an eagle landing on an ape's hand. I mean, if you're going to get people up for a trailer... An eagle landing on an ape is a weird choice. It, 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 it is. It, it is. It's almost like they've gone, we need something. We need something. We're rearing out shit. We need something for something that might actually be finished. So they've gone, apes. Have we got an apes thing? They've gone, uh, sure. Yeah. Gone, Have you sent them that apes thing yet? No. I just sent them the fucking eagle. <laughs> All right. There you go. There's your teaser trailer. Mm. Hey, I mean, can you wait Yeah, <laughs> sold. Let's go. Yep. Um, wish a musical event. Mm. Is this different from the Wish film? No, it's it, 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 it's just a Wish trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're calling it. They're calling it Wish a musical event now. Apparently. Cool. How's that? I haven't watched this. Looks all right, actually, yeah. 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 It's got the voice of best Chris. It does. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm all right with it. I'll wait for it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you see, when you watch trailers for stuff like this, you've just got to remember, aren't you? It ain't for me. No. But for the people it's for, it, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. If I was yeah, a parent I mean... of a child, I would be like, specifically a girl child, this girl's movie. I just don't know whether we need an origin story of the when you wish upon a star. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? All hundred years of Disney's been leading up to this. You shut your fucking mouth. This is huge. <laughs> That's it. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Fine. We've all said Manodrome. Ah, mm. oh, fuck. I forgot to watch this. Uh, best title of the year. Manodrome. Hey, what if we took Fight Club and made it just not fun? Because yeah, I don't think it's all about the fighting. It's not about the fighting, no. That's why it's not. That, that's why it's not fun. <laughs> it's 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 not even like about the nihilistic angle of it. It's just right. So it's it's like how did you describe Jesse Eisenberg next? Bigger but still not hench ginger Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it it, it is like they've gone, Jesse, you're going to have to get like bulked up for this. And he's gone, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll get bulked up for it. And it's what they've gone. No, not fat. 
shit. We want it's like bulked up. He's gone. I am like so much more bulk than I was before. And it's like yeah, but like, but you were. <laughs> what? So yeah, it's it looks interesting. It looks like it'll. The problem is, it, it looks like it will be watched by entirely the wrong people who will get entirely the wrong message. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is with Jesse Eisenberg, he's not a super attractive guy to start with, is he? Give him a big fat face and ginger hair. It's just it's trying to like tie his hands behind his back. The, the, the problem is, the, the hair colour that he's gone for looks a little bit like the red hair colour that you've got on Pro Evo 2 <laughs> when you created your own player and you had a choice of either black hair, brown hair, silver hair or ginger hair and they went like ginger hair and that's the colour that is. Mm. It's orange, it's not ginger hair. <laughs> it's not hair. a real hair. Mm. Um, and also I do believe that Adrian Brody could actually set up one of these things himself. I'd follow him. Let's go. It's just a, like a just a character. He doesn't. He, I'm more interested in him in that film. Yeah. It looks intriguing, but I bet it's shit. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um. Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, I didn't watch this either. I. Yeah. So, Lisa Frankenstein, directed by Robin Williams's daughter. Mm. Oh, that's right. Mm. Um, who has she made another movie? I feel like she has made another movie at some point. Not that I'm aware of. Director, no. Kappa Kappa Die. No, she what did a film. Name? She did. She did a short film. That was it. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a it's a weird one. This <laughs> uh, the problem is I, I was watching it going, this looks quite interesting, and then it very aggressively says from writer Diablo Cody, yeah. and it, it made me go, holy shit, she existed at one point. Mm. I said, Do you know what? I'll watch it. I like Catherine Newton. It's got Mithrigan in it, and it's got Carla Gugino in it. Yeah, it does have Mithrigan in it, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So. But it's, it, got, it's got one of the sprouts. It, it has, um, ha, as his brother uh, calls it, it has hot sprouts. Hot sprouts. <laughs> yeah. Jughead. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, he's hot sprouts, and Dylan, as himself, calls himself rich sprouts, doesn't he? Fair. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, and when someone asked him, said, oh, so you, are you like a lot richer than your brother? He went, no, no, probably just as rich as him, but I'm not hot. <laughs> but they're fucking twins. <laughs> so he is he is as hot. He's not, though, is he? What? Because he's not. I mean, Cole Sprouse isn't that hot. Uh, Cole Sprouse is very hot for, like... This generation. Yeah, this generation. There is a... There, he's not a bad-looking boy, but I wouldn't say he's significantly hotter than Dylan. The, the, the slightly younger than the ones who appreciate uh, Timothy Charles. Timmy Charles. Yeah. I'd say he's really gone down in my estimation. The Sprouse is. The Sprouse is there for him. Yeah, but Dylan Sprouse's missus is, is she's pretty chef's kiss. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because he's really rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't look at Timmy Shoals the same anymore. 
I used, to, I used to respect him as a human being, and now I don't. Um, oh, and we caught the Maestro trailer, didn't we, Nick? Yeah. Because you watched it last week, anyway, but it had mm-hmm. dropped literally. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. Um, yeah, very up for this. Very up for it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Not as up for it as you are, but I'll watch it. Kooks is my boy. What? Yeah. That man has an awful lot of cash in the bank, really. What, just because of that one film? Yeah. That's so weird. I yeah. love that for you. No, I, 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 just, I, I was thinking, I, like you were saying there, Ian, the, the fact that they've used different gradings of film and the fact that it's, there's different aspects within it, I think it, it's very, it looks very much like, it, it looks quite like a nerdy filmmaker film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 kind, I'm, I'm into that. It's... It's definitely got pretensions, but yeah. but I am very into its pretensions. So yeah, I. I Someone who watches the shite that you watch for you to come out and say that is ridiculous. I, I like I said in who, our intro. Who are your favourite actors? Oh well, I really appreciate both um, Bradley Cooper for his pretensions mm. and Paulie Shaw. Sure, why not? Well, I don't know what your point is. Your dick. Uh, has anyone seen any other trailers? No. Have you seen any other trailers here? I don't believe I have, you know. I don't think there has been that many. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've missed. No, fucking hell, we're skipping through this like motherfuckers. <laughs> um, let's review a movie. Let's go for it. Hmm. Let's review a fucking movie. Let's get a phone so I can get the IM of the DB's synopsis. Keep everyone guessing about what I'm going to do first. Keep everyone guessing. Handsome, rugged, versatile, and charismatic actor, Tom Atkins. <laughs> Sorry, just, just that just came up again. It's just, <laughs> make that tail on me. Very good. <laughs> just, just, just go to the title place. I want this tattoo on it. What is it? It's, it's, Tommy Atkins. <laughs> IMDb, IMDb bio. It's possibly the greatest work of, <laughs> of literature ever. Um, Pain Hustlers uh, is written by Wells Tower, an actual person. <laughs> yes. uh, what? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, what's that name? <laughs> oh, dear. Wells Tower. <laughs> and directed by old Yatesy boy. Um, he's broken free from the turf tavern um, and come out swinging. May I just say, I thought him coming out and saying we didn't originally plan for five Fantastic Beast films. JK just said that at a press conference and we went with it. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like David Yates. <laughs> Whenever I see interviews, he comes across a good dude. Um, stars Emily Blunt, Chris Evans, Catherine O'Hara, Ian. Um, Jay Duplass um, and other people. Uh, and what's it about? Lisa dreams of a better life for her and her daughter. Hired to work for a bankrupt pharmaceutical company, Lisa skyrockets with sales into the high life, putting her in the middle of a federal crime conspiracy. Ian, mm. what do you think of the pain hustlers? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Um, <laughs> 
I, I, I feel like the the kind of like the talent behind this and whatnot and the subject matter probably should have resulted in something better. Um, but it's fine. It, it's it's an engaging couple of hours. Um, Emily Blunt's miscast. Um, and yeah. that character. I kind of feel like the film would have been better if it was maybe a little bit more honest about that character and just played the maybe don't make her sympathetic. You mean the Um, fact that it literally, it it both wants her to be this, you know, this I'll do anything to get ahead, but also wants her to be the moral centre of the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I that that's a problem. And and when you've then got Emily Blunt and it's like her character was confusing as well. It was like you think of something like the Florida Project. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of that film, but it felt it lived in. It felt like there was an authenticity to it. I didn't feel any authenticity about Emily Blunt's performance as a lower working class Floridian mum. Like was single that partly mother. because within a single sentence she could manage to fit in about four different accents. <laughs> yeah, maybe as well. Yeah, yeah. I it just yeah it, it she was a problem for. I mean not, and I feel I feel kind of bad because it's like I'm not saying Emily Blunt stay in your lane, but it's just like maybe <laughs> Emily Blunt you can't be a single working class mom from florida and that's fine um but yeah i i I thought the kind of like the storytelling was relatively uh, pedestrian it's a lot of david yates trying to be scorsese trying to be pta at, at that one point where you got that fucking random shot of Chris Evans looking like he's running away from something really haphazardly and then he just jumps in a pool. That was odd. Yeah, well that's I think I said to you didn't have it. The, 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 the problems with this movie that I had with it was when it tries to be when Divyx tries to be Martin Scorsese, it, it just proves like how far away from Martin Scorsese he is. And Divyx is a good director. Uh, but he, in my he, head, the pitch for this movie was something along the lines of, right, we're going to make a Wolf of Wall Street type movie, right? What about Big Pharma? All right, okay, but we're going to make it real fucking boring. Uh, all right, okay. And you know the mistake that Wolf of Wall Street doesn't make, where it doesn't try and redeem Jordan Belfort at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna redeem her. That's it. That's the movie. It's just boring as fuck and shit. And disingenuous, and, and yeah. bullshit in it. I, I, and you know, I, I think I can't. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I, I will say, I thought Chris Evans was good value. I like that he's just supporting, and you know, he's supporting. He, he just stays there, and I thought he was good. Andy Garcia is absolutely one of oh. big fan of bad guy. Are the only good things in this movie. I thought Catherine O'Hara's character didn't even need to be there. But I like seeing her in things, so she was fine. And Andy Garcia and his his 
his handsome older gentleman shtick that he's got going on now. I am fucking here for it. I, I, I just liked him telling everyone to take their shoes off. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's so look, I, I, I don't, I just thought it was, it was pretty one in eye, in one eye out the other, and that shouldn't be these people coming together to make a film about this topic. So it's it's a fail. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I hated every every second of it. I thought it was perfectly serviceable, and if it gets any kind of awards buzz, it will make me angrier about the film. But I don't think it will. It will not. Do you not think though? Like, if say say you're one of the many people in America whose life or a member of their family's life has been destroyed by the opioid crisis. Would you not want a film that is being made about that to be a little bit weightier? No, but the problem is, but it, 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 it doesn't get made. No. <laughs> like that's the fucking truth of it. Unless you've got Emily Blunt in there as someone who's redeemable at the end, this film doesn't get made. It gets then made it shouldn't get made. I think it's quite no, disrespectful. No, yeah, which is a perfectly valid point. It gets made as prestige TV. Michael Keaton already did a fucking show called Dope Sick, which is on Disney Plus and is about the opioid crisis. And people really like it. Like that, that, that is the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, this kind of a film probably should be a TV series, not a movie. The thing is, yeah, I think the problem with Painbusters is a lot of the bits that it's doing have been done better elsewhere. Mm. So, for instance, taking you know, Florida um, Project, it, it it showed a version of of this because it, it clearly took it you know partly an inspiration of these um, low class, lower you know lower income families having to live in these you know motels, mm. you know not to stay in motels, but to live in them. Uh, and there's there's that element of it. The um, the corruption of pharma, not even opioid the the, the uh, opioid um, crisis, but the the big pharma, it's all a, a stitch up thing. Just picking one out that I watched a couple of weeks ago in um, Love of the Drugs, they they cover that within that movie mm. in relation to um, the Viagra boom. And that is done better in that movie than this, because a lot of this it, it feels quite it, it feels quite contained. It doesn't feel big or brash at any point. Um, and it, it, it suffers a little bit from that. I, I, I think like you, Ian. At no point was I. I don't think I was ever bored by it. But I also don't think at any point, with the exception of, I thought Andy Garcia was a lot of fun. Uh, but at no point was I ever like properly entertained or wowed by it. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, the the I, I do agree. Emily Blunt is a good actress. She is. She's been she's good playing, in things. If she's playing a posh English person, she is. Not even she that. She can't do it. She can't do a fucking accent. Evidently, if you can't do an accent, don't do it. But an she accent. can. But the problem is here. I I think that she doesn't. I I think that she's never had an engagement with a person from that sphere of existence. Whatever. So whatever therefore, she's doing though, she always sounds posh. Yeah, but that that's it's a clip within her voice. Yeah, it is. 
Uh, and I, but, but Emily Blunt is a good actress, and she can be a fun screen presence. But the problem here is the character is just badly written. Mm. Because at no point does she get to be, like, at no point does she get to be, does the film want her to be unlikable? Whereas you're not really supposed to like Jordan Belfort. You're not really supposed to like um, Rosamund Pike in that What's It film. Oh, I care a lot. I care a lot. You, you know, and she nails that. Because she can play not likable very well. You're not supposed to like her. At this, you're always supposed to be either rooting for her or feeling for her. But she is part of the problem. Yeah. And, and then the other bit is, it it almost it creates too many characters around it. They become caricatures a little bit. The eccentric billionaire that yeah. has that is a complete germaphobe and the actual real guy might have been that but the problem is you can't go you can't go full Howard Hughes but at the same time you've also got um the the doctor who you know is having loads of women trouble and you know he's he, he's got a terrible comb over and then he becomes you know he ends up having like a really bad like fucking hairpiece and he's getting really confident now and it's just the money's gone and it just every character mm. just felt like really is is that is that it there's no there's no depth within the story they all feel like tropes don't they yeah and it, it just it feels a little bit like that town that wrote it um they, they none of them just could actually have met a person like this mm. And it's real. There, there will be a very good and you know, dope six. If I if I could get on with TV, I would actually quite like to watch that. I think I might be uh, At some point, there will be a very good movie about this. Um, but I, what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans made a very good movie um, about the medical profession when he made that one about the um, hypodermic needles. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucker. Well, he was a heroin addict. Um, but he made... What was it called? Oh, where's his filmography? Stop thinking about your philanthropy on your fucking... The Grey Man. What's up? What you said, Lex? I said, like, yeah, I was joking. Oh, everyone's just a fucking comedian, <laughs> aren't they? Everyone's a fucking comedian. Uh, what was it called? Push, I believe. No, that's not it. That's a different film. Based on the novel Precious by Sapphire. <laughs> no, what the fuck was it called? You made it up. I might have done you Where's that? No, hang on, hang on. Is this the one that was di- di- uh, directed by Mark Webb? No, where he was a heroin addict. No, no he's not a heroin addict. No, he... he, he... It's Puncture. Injustice. Is its real no. name? Yeah, Puncture or yeah. Um... I was actually a drug addict, yeah, in it. Um, but yeah, but, but that's about the medical profession. And it's a good film. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's something that I couldn't remember its name. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pain Horses, it just, I enjoyed bits of it. 
But yeah, the the complete inability to to actually like tell a fucking coherent story. Mm. Um, yeah, you could do this a lot better. <laughs> I think that's right. But it, it, it there was perfectly fine bits that were going on as it was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I wish Letterboxd could would let me put a two point seven five. <laughs> what did you give it? I give it a three. Out of? Out of five. I want to give it a two and a half. But, but then you did have Chris Evans rapping as a giant inhaler. Uh, I, was, I kind of like... I quite, quite enjoyed that. Just the sheer, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy. Yeah. But the thing is, the best... The best actual scene of any dramatic bit was when he, um, he went after her after that bit and was like, you know, what's going on, what's going on? And then basically fucking chewed her out. And you're looking going, well, do you know what? The problem is, in that situation, he's actually right. <laughs> and he shouldn't be. Or is he right? Because she is fucking him over. Yeah. And it's not it, she. She isn't innocent. Of yeah, she's not innocent. Yeah. Mm. And she's only doing it because she she needs her daughter to have this operation. But where does she? Get yeah, and I, I, again, I'm guessing she's made some kind of deal. But but all you needed to do to put that across was have a line where she said, "And if I do this, my daughter gets the operation right." Yes. They can't bribe people with money to give evidence. That's not a thing. I mean, it kind of is, a little bit. It's not money, it's... You can see that gets done. Fair. Did they hinted at it very much, very strongly, didn't they? Yeah, but then it just never... Went anywhere. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm, like, I'm definitely not shit, but my God, is it one that I wouldn't be bothered about arguing about? I'm touching cloth on it. It's going to absolutely fucking disappear. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it, it's now getting to the point a little bit with with Chris Evans where it's kind of like you need to maybe stop just doing um, streaming stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm going shit on it. was ghosted this year yeah pretty sure it was yeah that was rough it, it, it's uh ghosted this year and then he had obviously the gray man last year yeah it's not him and Anna de Armas. oh i didn't watch that i refused <laughs> i stand by that that's the fight should directed that yeah well that's what probably why fight? hopefully part of why i refused that's such a good director. I mean, that's that's fucking bullshit. He also directed. Rocket Man, I know. Yeah. That's true. Why'd you neck him? Hmm? Why'd you neck him? Yeah, true. I might watch Rocket Man again, actually. Um, our audience polls. Our audience polls, because we have two now. Just get them. Get our polls out. Where is it? There it is. There we go. Pain Hustlers, definitely not shit, 25%. 
touching cloth 25% and shit 50%. I was not expecting that to be fair. Uh, and our other poll on the Instagram. Uh, touching cloth 50% and shit 50%. So not, not a lot of love for family. Not a lot of love. Not a lot shit. of love. Tell you what, though, just just as we mentioned, Anna Darmus, she's another one that needs to start making better fucking choices, isn't she? That she's got thing. ballerina coming. John Wick spin-off. Yeah. Blonde shit. Grey Man. I also refuse to watch, but I... I, I forgot she was in Grey Man. Deepwater. Shit. I cried Deepwater. No time to die once you a bit park. Good enough. The night clerk was good. Yeah. I want to watch that one where, where she was free pizza. Again. Where what? Where she was free pizza. What you on about? Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Oh. I don't get the free pizza reference. Oh, we've got to, we've got to rewatch Knock, knock, then. I use free pizza in work. At least like three times a week. <laughs> it, but it's such a good analogy, though. It is such a good analogy for, for just like we're we're just giving like here's this nice like my area is just going to do this for you, are they? They're just going to give you free pizza. I oh, know. Let's have a conv- You know, it just like no matter what the quality of it is, it's free pizza. It's free pizza. Yeah. You know, and I, I honestly I use that so much and. No one's ever asked me where it's come from. Because if I was just like, yeah, watch the Keanu Reeves film, knock, knock, knock. and it get back to me, that could be a conversation and a half. Uh, right. Are you drinking wine again tonight, Ian? No, no, no. Absolutely changed direction from that. Have you? Oh, cool. Because it felt unnatural. I, I, I'll be honest, I can't get on with wine. Mm. I'll drink it if it's there, but I think I won't buy it on purpose. Yeah, if 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 I was somewhere and they, they you know and it was the it was the available option, I would be fine with that. Mm. But yeah, I would never, I would never choose to to buy it. Mm. Why have you gone off wine, and You were pretty keen on it last week. I know, I know. I just it felt unnatural doing it with the podcast. <laughs> Fair. I get that. <sighs> We're back. We ready? Yeah. Ian, Hi. what have you been up to? All right. Talk about a couple of non-film things before I get the, I get there. So uh, some some sporting events. Um, watched my first. Cardiff game in person in fucking weeks. Um, the the games landed actually since the first championship home game of the season. It's the first time I've been able to get to a Cardiff game, um, and it, it just very like been on holiday twice and um, was busy on something one other day and. Yeah, just a really bad run of it. So um, Cardiff are fifth in the championship at the moment, which is fucking stunning. Um, doing really, really well under uh, Turkish manager Errol Bullet. Love that name. Um, 
And yeah, it was a 2-0 win against Bristol City, where afterwards the Bristol City manager who got sacked the day after was um, shit-talking Cardiff about like, well, you don't look at Cardiff and think like, obviously they'll beat anybody in the league. So, you know, I'm disappointed with our guys today because, you know, they're, they're not scary or anything. Fuck you, buddy. And you lost your job the next day. So, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> yeah. This lapping now, you prick. Yeah, quite. And it, it like we were good. We were good. Second goal was fucking amazing. <laughs> um, just yeah, like just coming like shot from the penalty box. Lovely diagonal. Fucking smashed the uh, the top of the net. Um, and was just a lovely, lovely goal. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I was worried about Cardiff. Like, I thought I'd go see some games, probably see quite a lot of losses. Uh, everybody was predicting them for, like, mid-lower end of the table. In fifth, may not, you know, it may not last. And certainly if Cardiff, we won't get the top two this season because of Leeds and Leicester. Um, but beyond that, I think there's a good shout for the playoffs, but I do think it's too early. Uh, we're going to need we're going to need another season, uh, I think, to really get ducks in a row for like thinking about the. Um, um, I'm sorry, I said Leeds. Leeds are third. Ipswich. I mean, Ipswich are the real surprise package. The, but the, the, the thing about the, the the thing about the championship is always the same though. Is uh, it could often be. You can often end up with a team getting promoted who might be at this point, like, like at the moment, for instance, Norwich are 17th. Um, but, you know, th- th- there's every possibility they might end up getting promoted because they're 17th, but they're only six points off uh, the promotion, um, the uh, playoff places. And you look at, I think, last season, I think Sheffield United at one point were like, in the bottom three, like midway through the season. And all it can take is literally a run and you can end yeah. up finishing sixth and you might finish 20 points behind second and still get promoted. It's a bonkers yeah. league. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. But I mean, it's um the, the only away day I'm planning this season's coming in December um, and it's against Southampton. And they're fourth at the moment. So that could be a cracking game. You're going to do a weird game? Um, yeah, planning on it, yeah. Oh, I feel like that's just not that far for you, is it? I mean, it's it's not nothing, don't get me wrong. But it, it, like, we'll be there and back same day. Mm. So, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's quite a tweet league. I mean, to be fair, Sheffield Wednesday, eight points off. That safety look pretty fucked. And did you see that bloody chairman this yeah. week asking asking fans to chip in to help pay an unpaid tax bill? Basically saying, if you lot don't help, uh, I think I'm going to have to let it happen, and they're going to get a transfer ban. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It's a bonkers hellhole. <laughs> like. Jesus Christ, you know, sacking Darren, um, Darren Moore like mid-season when he just got him fucking promoted 
and then I it, it, yeah I, 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 not mid-season mid, like it, it, uh, what am I trying to say like in in the season break mm. a, a, abs, absolutely fucking bonkers so uh, there there you go um, but yeah it, it 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 was a very good game really enjoyed it um, Bristol fans at the train station after throwing bottles at Cardiff fans across the train platform stay classy um yeah yeah pretty rough um there was that formula one i haven't talk, talked about that for a little bit uh it was the mexico grand prix full of drama again um homeboy as in home country sergio perez who speculation has been rife over the last couple of months about whether he's going to keep his red bull seat um like massive massive pressure on him what does he do he fucking guns it at the first corner trying to get in the lead smashes into someone else and he's out of the race first corner oh <laughs> um it was and like his car like went in the air it was rough um I, yeah i mean it, it was something um so but my boy the honey badger danny rick uh, driving for Red Bull's sister team, Alpha Tauri, um, drove the car better than the car deserved and finished in seventh. And now the, the, the speculation is, well, if basically if Perez doesn't get second in the Drivers' Championship at the end of the season, Red Bull are probably going to say either you go to the sister team or we're just going to pay you out your last year of your contract so you can fuck off. Um now he Lewis Hamilton is 20 points behind him like third to second it is getting tight um and that's the big story like Max Verstappen's already won the drivers championship he did he did so like two grand prix back but there's a lot of stuff going on in the midfield at the moment but that is that is the big story and it's uh absolutely thrilling drive to survive next year is going to be an absolute banger um and uh yeah Verstappen won Lewis Hamilton came second great drive from Lewis Hamilton and yeah it was uh yeah yeah it's not the most exciting Grand Prix is is Mexico but it it was it was fun and it was dramatic and that's what you want so there you go um also is there many left of the this this series no there's three so Brazilian yeah Brazilian is this weekend isn't it yeah, so you've got the Brazilian this weekend, uh, Las Vegas in two weeks' time, and then Abu Dhabi the week after that. Um, Las Vegas is going to be something. I, I, like, I, was, I was reading a big, a big thing about that. Um, and it was like, because um, it's, I, I, might be, I, I might have misread this, so but bear with me on it. But it's something like, it's the first time F1 have ever put on a race rather than um, somebody else paying to allow to be allowed to put on a race. So it's F1 doing like they've built the track and bits like that. Whereas normally, for instance, the Mexico one, Mexico, essentially, they already have all the infrastructure and go like that. And it's not F1. They pay F1 to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's an agreement between them and like the Las Vegas like authorities, where there is a permanent like F one village now built outside Las Vegas. Like it is like 
And a, a, a Vegas residents f- are fucking fuming apparently at the moment about the whole thing. I'm, 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 yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, like it's a street track, and they're literally going to be driving down the strip. And it's, like, um, it, it, it's the, it's the fact that I was watching the thing about it, showing like they're showing like the building of it and all like the, the bits and saying that it's, it's like blocking, it's caused like traffic chaos for like the past like two months in Vegas because of the way they've been building it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's, it's, and the, the, there was one I'm saying, it might be like, it might be like one of the great like F1 showcases. <laughs> and it also it's, might never happen again. <laughs> it's no, I mean like, well, they've, they've got a contract. Like it, it's that they're, they're, they're in and you know, you, you drive that track on F1 23 and it's it's a good track there's a lot of high speed bits and then just like oh god i won't bore on too much about this but monaco right monaco is one of the <clears throat> one of like the principal grand prix yeah like everybody knows about the monaco grand prix yeah it's a shit course yeah <laughs> i think that's why um, knows about it <laughs> yeah there's there's only one real bit where you can actually pick up any speed and the rest of it is so fucking tight that like there's overtakes are like basically impossible and there's an element of that to las vegas as well where like you 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 play it and there's really tight corners but there's also some really good high speed straights and they they, you know there's this there's this thing in in f1 called drs where like on certain bits they have drs zones where if you're within a second of the car in front you can essentially it's almost like um getting a mushroom in mario kart and there's real it's a good mix of technical driving but then also just like i can do that if i can get close enough to someone and like activate my mushroom then i can blast past them and like but also it's a night race is las vegas so F1 cars against the backdrop of the Las Vegas Strip. Like that's that's gonna be some incredible visuals. I'm f- kind of fuming that it's gonna be on at 6 a.m. local time because I would want to have some beers with that. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, yeah, time difference. It's gonna be early in it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a 10 p.m. start in the U.S. So, you know, which is understandable because it's Las Vegas. But anyway, I'll I'll end that. Right. Max, uh, not Max Payne 2, Alan Wake 2. Um, played a couple of hours, got scared, binned it off. But there's some wild mix of video games and movies in that even from that couple of hours which is something um did not expect to start the game playing a naked large reanimated corpse nice (laughs) um and i didn't get to this bit but there there is a bit where you're essentially in a 20 minute musical sequence. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll send you guys the YouTube of it. It, it looks wild. Um, yeah, I, I don't have the, I don't have the stomach for Alan Wake 2. 
um it's grim and then it's fucking scary and that's like my kind of shit yes it is I'll get watch, a playstation a 5 um but yeah there you go that's that's alan wake too um right films films you'd be pleased to know uh so not too much this week i'm, I'm actually like halfway through three films for various reasons so um there'll probably be more next week but i finished off the uh i finished off the psychos oh um, yes so um you know and they are diminishing returns but i don't think any of them are outright shit to be fair um so psycho free i kind of talked a little bit about it uh last week with the unexpected opening and the music by carter burwell um it's 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 fine there's 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 a couple of good kills um i i like that it's just like it's a woman who looks like marion crane and like like she's having faith issues he's having psychosis issues and they kind of weirdly connect with each other but then you got jeff fahey playing a fucking scumbag who has a fight with norman bates as well um it's not psycho 2 it's not psycho but as a horror sequel like i say a couple of decent kills it's about 95 minutes long can't complain um and then psycho 4 the beginning which i believe was made for tv um which yes, is directed was, yeah. by mick garris um and yeah this is this is just an odd experience um so it essentially uh, you know maybe uh, spoilers i suppose um so norman bates is like listening to a radio call-in show and he calls in and he starts telling his story about how he murdered a bunch of people in his youth and he kind of chronicles that with and his relationship with his mother his mother is played by black christmas's olivia olivia hussey um and there's multiple scenes of him and his mum kind of like play fighting or rolling around and whatnot and then him getting a like a boner and her going what the fuck and then punishing him um like making him put on a dress or locking him in a cupboard and whatnot it's just like you see the difficulty for me there <laughs> is you know half of this film is like what would you do if your mother was olivia husty um which is an interesting question i suppose um and then the other half is like norman bates is i mean they don't really i don't think they really explain this much but he's out he's apparently normal and he's knocked his now wife up and he's worried about the the baby turning out like him um so it, it's this weird mother son psychosexual drama and then also is norman bates going to kill his wife um and it, it it's just it's a very very odd film um that, that, yeah yeah i it, it it yeah just a very odd, weird experience and just the fact as well that like a lot of it is like this radio talking show and it's quite 90s oh right and, yeah and just the way that the first one of these starring the same guy was a black and white alfred hitchcock film <laughs> and this one is like centered around a radio talk show 
where the talk show host is a CCH pounder. And it's like that that doesn't feel like that should be in the same timeline, but it is. Um, and I yeah, I didn't hate it. And Anthony Perkins is putting in a shift as he always does. Um, but and Henry Thomas is young Anthony Perkins. I don't know. It just like he believably plays that he'd be sexually confused by the fact that his mum's Olivia Hussey. I get it. Yeah, the thing is, I've seen them all for a fair old while ago. And I think it's one of those things that they're so far removed from the, the original because they are so much after. Mm. It's it's the fact that it took 22 years to get Psycho 2. And then in about 10 years, you've got 2, 3 and 4. Yeah. And there's also the TV one in between them, isn't there? Oh, is there? It's an American okay. TV one. Well, I'm sure there is. And then, and then after that, was it Vera Farmiga and fucking Freddie Highmore did um, Bates Motel? Yeah, and that was a that was really popular as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it ran for a few seasons. Um, and look, I mean, it, it's I've done my time with with these films now. I mean, like for sure, it's diminishing returns. Psycho Two being surprisingly good. Um. Yeah, there was, there, there, was a, there was a made-for-television film called Bates Motel. Um, was Perkins in that? No, he wasn't. Yeah, okay. That makes um, sense. It wasn't, a, but yeah, it was, it was about the motel when I said that, but it was Laurie Petty was in it. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, written and directed by the guy... Who wrote a lot of the Universal Soldier movies? <laughs> Solid. It, but yeah, look, I, I I enjoyed my time with them. Will I ever watch them again? Probably not. But I, I would say there. Do you ever need to watch them again? It's one of those, isn't it? Like you've watched them, you know, you can enjoy your time. I, I don't think it's a it's a franchise you need to go back to that often. No, no, quite. It's like as soon as I was done with Psycho Four, I put the 4K set on eBay and I sold it for a fiver less than I paid for it. When? Yeah, it's basically ready. You know, yeah, essentially, yeah. So, no, good stuff. And you know, I mean, the transfers are all right as well. You know, um, Psycho Four looks a, a little rougher, but um, yeah, yeah, no, they're okay. So there you go. Um, and then lastly, for me, then, will be David Fincher's The Killer. So um, as Mark said earlier on, we'll talk more about this probably in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I'm not necessarily going to spoiler, uh, pardon me, um, but um, I, I suppose I almost kind of feel like maybe like expectations need to be set slightly for people. Mm. Um, so... This, I I, I want to watch it again. Um, I marked it on Letterboxd as a three point five out of five. Um, it it the structure is super repetitive. Um, there's not all that much to surprise in it. Um, it's just incredibly cold and detached but not like 
but I, I don't I, I don't think that lack of warmth is replaced by much of particular interest. There's I it, it, it's interesting. It kind of feels like a film where Fincher would think of something and then have someone do it and then just chuckle to himself like a wry chuckle because he thought that oh that's funny. It's a it's a film that I think Fincher probably was really amused by as he was filming it. Um, like just like there's some just there's I don't know there's a bit of a run a running thing in it where it's just is he just a bit shit at his job <laughs> and it, yeah it. I, yeah, I, mm, I, I want to, I, I want to have another crack at it, like, but at, at the same time, I don't know whether I can be asked, and that for a Fincher film, it's kind of like Mank. I've watched Mank once, and I liked Mank, and I've got no get up and go in me whatsoever to watch that film again but it's like yeah, i'm I, half an hour into I, i'm half an hour into the social network at the moment i'll talk about that next week obviously and that film is like i just want to watch the rest of it right now i the killer yeah. there's none of that for me i'm i am interested to see what you make of it that's it it is you know, we're getting on now for ten. I know you've only made two movies as far as, but getting on now for it's ten years. Is there a little bit because he said about the killer that he's wanted to make this for a while, but it's never it never quite fit together for him. Is there a little bit that when Fincher has like a passion project, they never end up being like that great? Mank was crap on there. I didn't mind Mank, but it's not like Ian said there. It doesn't kind of. It doesn't get the blood rushing as much as things like the social network or Zodiac or Gong or even things like Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. You know, his passion project movies so far have been Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Mank and the Killer. There's an argument just, to make that there is, this, there, there is three, I haven't seen the killer, but they're two of his weaker movies. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's we'll, we'll we'll see what you think when 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 you're when you're able to get to it. It just also, I mean, I, I the film has chapters in it, and and it's a bit. I'm I'd like okay, chapter one, cool. Fuck me, this chapter's been going on for a bit. Let's get to another. And the thing is, chapter one goes on for a bit. Like, like they forgot they were doing chapters and so added loads in at the end. Well, no, I and mean, it's just it's a long section. But saying all this, there is a sequence with Tilda Swinton, which is fucking brilliant. Um, there's a conversation that they have, which is just it's the killer talking to someone. Thank fuck for that. Right. Because there's a lot of internal monologue, which apparently the graphic novel is as well. Anyway, I'll stop talking about it now. We'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, I, I was I was disappointed. There are there's gold in there, but 
but not nearly enough. And my boy Warlock from Top Gun Maverick, Charles Parnell, is barely in it. And I was really disappointed by that as well. Basically, there is nobody in the film all that much apart from Michael Fassbender and then for one extended scene, Tilda Swinton. And it's just, it's a lot of Fassbender talking to himself. Just set expectations. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it as it being a, because it's a new Fincher, I'm also a little bit, the more I hear about it, the more I'm a bit like, ooh. So, so- some people fucking love it. That's the thing. So I am a bit like, am I missing something here? But at the same time, there's also a, enough people going, essentially, no, you're not missing something that I don't necessarily feel like I'm I'm against the grain. Even though I will say the big picture podcast, I really, really like it. The co-host on there, Amanda Dobbins, said something like, and I'm paraphrasing, if you don't like the killer, then what what are you doing watching movies like uh, she and the, the co-host sean fantasy they're very very big on the killer and it, it you know it is i feel like the people who are very big on the killer are going to be very annoying about how very big on the killer, the killer they are. Are. <laughs> yeah. fair well yeah it's what is it it's out on it, it's it's a week friday it's on netflix all right cool oh well, we'll, long will it? we'll find out in a, in a fortnight yeah. And that's me. Becky, you been up to? Have I been up to? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, oh, we watched that together, didn't we? Um, on my own, I have watched, obviously, Trick or Treat in the run up to Halloween. You gotta, it's the law. Um, so I did. Trick or Treat's fucking great. And I love the way that it comes back around on itself as well at the end. Um, the end is the beginning, is then, then everything else that's happening in between. Um, Sam's suitably spooky as a little tie together. Um, and, yeah, I think Anna Paquin in werewolf makeup, that, that should just be her look. That's her best aesthetic. Um, I also watched Muppets Haunted Mansion, which makes it a grand total of three Haunted Mansion movies I've watched this year. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, how many Haunted Mansion movies are there? Because I think you need to finish the set now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find out what you're talking about. It. Okay. Uh, does it contain uh, the the best Muppet? It does indeed. He is essentially like one of the lead characters. What? Yeah. Is it? I played a prawn. And, uh... Pepper King Prawn is, is, is the lead character in Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and what's his name? Gonzo. I can fuck off that prank. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the main two that are in the haunted. Oh, I might watch them. Oh, go for it. It's good. It's good fun. All Muppet movies are good, and all movies are made better by Muppets. There is no argument there. That is just, it is what it is. Um, Schindler's List. I'd, I'd watch a Muppet version. I mean, I think it would make it I think we all would. I think it'd make it more accessible for people and people would learn a thing or two. I think Muppets should be added to all movies. No? I mean, that told me. Fair enough. Move on. <laughs> you know, you've got it's a real serious movie. Everyone's like, oh, it, it seems a bit eat your vegetables. But then, you know, Pepper the King Prawns there. Rolf's playing piano. Everyone's having a nice time. 
So anyway, yeah. I feel like I might get shit for that, especially at the moment. I'm sorry. You can cut that out if you want. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, not specifically. I'm not going to remember to. I didn't mean to offend anyone, and I apologise. Did you watch Eddie Murphy one? I watched Eddie Murphy. Did you watch all of the Haunted Mansion movies? Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Do you know which one the best one is? The Muppet one. The Muppet one. Because of Pepe the Kid Brown. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just honestly really genuinely good fun. I wanted to watch like a horror movie because it was in the run into Halloween, but I didn't. I wanted to watch some, like a kiddie movie as well. Uh, so yeah, it ticked both boxes. Um, I also watched Boo. I fucking love Boo. The Medea Halloween. No. <laughs> uh, the um, the 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 two thousand five one that's set in a mental hospital any horror film is, okay. is again made better oh my god horror film set in a mental hospital with muppets it's the perfect formula it's from the guy directed sharknado sharknado it is yeah, yeah. The, the two main female cast are from sharknado they are as well yeah it's, yeah it's a lot earlier than sharknado yeah it's just it's just really it, good. It, it, it? it's quite grim but actually, isn't it's it? It's really quite, good. yeah, I remember yeah. it being quite grim. Yeah. So another one we used to watch quite often, a little bit drunk coming home with a takeaway, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. People like once they're once they're possessed, if they like get any impact on them, bits of them just fall off. Mm. It's great. It's a great time for them. Um. <laughs> I also watched Ghost Ship. It's a great time for them. Sorry. That's <laughs> great. Ghost Ship, you've gone for Apex. I watched Ghost Ship after Boo. I stayed up quite late that night. I thought you, I thought you kept a bit quite late. <laughs> I thought Boo's only like fucking 90 minutes long. Yeah, Ghost Ship adds quite a significant chunk to that time. If you watch a whole other movie. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a whole other movie. So you, you watch Ghost Ship and Boo back to back. Yeah, Boo first. That's almost a killer of the flower moon. Genuinely. More fun though. Just like an extra 40 minutes on top of that. Jesus Christ. Much more fun than Killers of the Flower Moon though. Um, I, I, I stand by Ghost Chip. I stand by my love of Ghost Chip. It is fucking great. And that scene where everyone gets their heads chopped in half at the beginning is. is With Emily Brown it. Huh? With Emily Brown it. Yeah. yeah. That oh, she must have been wee then. Yeah. Well, she. that's why she doesn't die, you see. Everyone else right. gets chopped in half. Have you seen this film? Uh, it, it, so, yeah, sorry. It's just, um, I have, like, really, really drunk. And it was, Donna and I were watching something else. And I can't remember what it was. And then she fucking fell asleep because, like, wine. Then she wakes up in ghost shit. Like, what, that I'm watching ghost shit. And she was just like, no, it was the Black Dahlia. We watched the Black Dahlia and then ghost shit. And then she was just like, well, this is taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, totally quite different movies. Again, though, someone gets chopped in half in Black Dahlia. Someone does get chopped in half in Black Dahlia, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I stand by it. And it's it's it does the spooky shit really well. What, having a ship in your film? I mean, other stuff as well. That bit where that, that lady's singing and he's following her voice and it's all echoey and shit. That is like spine tingly, kind of like, oh, this is a bit spooky. Don't like this. Not scary as the big ship, was it? Oh, sure. Big ship. Um, and then last one I watched on my own was Hubie Halloween. 
solid. <laughs> Why did you watch that by yourself? Mark would have happily have watched that with no, you. No, because I've suggested it a few so times over once the course of October. Halloween. No, I've suggested it quite a few times over the course of October, and you were like, <laughs> about it. And then it was Halloween last night. So after today, really, I mean, really, today was too late. But after Bex. today, would definitely have been too late. Bex, do that again. What was he like? <laughs> that was definitely what he was like. <laughs> So yeah, so fuck you, Mark. <laughs> so you cute Halloween when I went to bed last night. No, I did it today. But today, all right, fair enough. No, no, yeah, it was last night. Last night, yeah. Oh no, today was fucking pain hustlers. Yeah, so you cute Halloween when I went to bed last night. Yeah. That's what you decided to watch. Yeah. So. Did you like it? Not as much as when I first watched it. It's not. It, I think part of why I liked it so much when we watched it when it came out was because it was. I was surprised because it looked shit. I don't really like Adam Sandler movies. I don't like him when he does his whole I'm going to pretend to be a bit special thing because I find it's just a bit icky. Um, so I was surprised by how good it was, but it's 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 still really good. It is really good. And like the thermos just, it, it, it's a classic movie prop. It will go down in the annals of history. It's looking great. Fair yeah, play. just really good fun. I enjoyed some bits of it more this time than last time, and then the spicy versy bits as well. Like the bit with it with the reveal about who's actually doing the killing wasn't as like good this time because you knew it already, I yeah. guess. But then other bits like the other characters that were in it, her kids and things like that, were were better. So yeah, really enjoyed it. A little week of film watching. So what do we watch together then, Bex? Okay, we well, so yeah, we also watched. This was very exciting. The Return of the Living Dead. Yes, we did, didn't we? Dead before Halloween, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. I oh, I I'd forgotten. Like I knew I liked it, but I thought part of why I liked it was because it was shit. Do you know? Do you one of those ones that you like? Yeah, it's a bit of shit, but it's really good fun. It's not shit at all. No, it's a really good no, movie. It's a really fun. It's just a good fun horror comedy. I feel like this is what all other horror comedies are trying to achieve. A lot of the time, yeah. Mm. It's just really good. The characters, they're, they're, they're in a lot of horror comedies, and especially since the fucking, what is it, Not Another Teen movie? Yeah. Kind of shit, fucking shit ones. The kind of ones that like just make you think, well, everyone just needs to give up now. Humanity is lost. But those kind of crap ones, they don't have any respect for the characters. Like they're, they're just, they're doing it in the a tropes. mean they're doing it in a mean-spirited way, yeah. whereas this is gently it, 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 adding it's, comedy into the genre. Yeah, it, it, it's a horror film before it's a comedy film. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they're just taking the piss out of it because they think they're above it. And yeah. it's like, fuck you. Return of the Living Dead's great. Go away. Yeah. Um, a lot of nudity. There is a lot of, yeah, a lot of Lena Quigley nude. Yeah. Oh, go. Good amount of go. All things you want. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Booms and go. There's sequels to these movies. Yeah, there is. We tried. We watched them all once. You remember a few years ago? Did we? Well, about, about ten years ago. Yeah. Did you want a rave? Nice. Yeah. I was reading about like the next one though, and there's like a fair amount of the same cast in it, just playing different characters. Yeah. Is it like an Evil Dead type? Yeah, the second one is. 
Uh, and then, yeah, second one is Return of the Living Dead Part 2, the Return of the Dead 3, Return of the Living Dead uh, Necropolis, and Return of the Living Dead Rave to the Grave. Rave to the Grave? Yeah. Oh, I can see some Return of the Living Dead movies in our future. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so we also watched... So we also watched, um, well, the end of, so we might as well get this one out of the way, Crazy Stupid Love. We did watch the end of Crazy Stupid Love that um, we started watching... Um last Tuesday didn't we yes a lot better than I remember it being actually so I'm a huge fan of this movie I think it's great yeah I don't really like Steve Carell in in things or I think I don't like Steve Carell in things and I watch Steve Carell in things and go you know he's not that bad I, like that. I, I, think think I don't like Steve Carell in things in what way do you like him then <laughs> I like him in some things and then no but then I think realistically I, I think I don't like him in things because I don't like the American office and whereas in actual films, because is it him that's in Evan? I think you're supposed to whisper that. I, I, I think you're supposed to whisper that you don't like the American Office. It's like a crime. To yeah, like yeah. It. Is it? I don't like it either. It's not. I don't. I don't. I don't like the British one. No, me neither. I think it's a shit concept. I do. It's boring. Anyway, um, is it him that's in Evan Almighty? Yes. I really fucking like that. Yeah. And I really liked that one with the doll, the little figurines as well. You're the one person I've got about. Yeah, I know. So maybe I'm just lying. Um, I, I do find it weird, though, that I'm looking at him in some shots in this and going, Steve Carell's actually quite hot. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm just getting old. <laughs> no, no, Steve Carell's hot to me now when worked. he wasn't when he came out because I'm 10, 12 years older, 13 yeah. years older, whatever the fuck it is. 12 years older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes me sad. But it also offers, like, you know, opens up a lot of extra thirst traps to me. So Fair play. Um, what else? What else? What else? We also watched Lost World, Jurassic Park. Yep. The Lost World. Nice. Jurassic Park. Should be Jurassic Park, The Lost World, no? No. I mean, yeah, probably, but yeah. The Lost World, <laughs> Jurassic Park. The Lost World, a Jurassic Park joint. It, it, it basically is the, the Lost World, but they had to add the Jurassic Park in so people just would go and see it. <laughs> yeah. Again, better than I remembered. I thought all the sequels were just shit. I, I actually really enjoyed The Lost World. Yeah. Had a really good time with it. Yeah. I was a little bit like, it's not that lost, really, is it? No, it's actually like, just was next there door. all the time. It's next door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is when Jeff Goldblum was at the at the height of his powers as well, like the Jurassic early Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Of just like rakish hotness. Um, Julianne Moore was very annoying in this movie though. Her character was really annoying. Pete Postlethwaite was a dick. He was meant to be a dick. Yeah. He's really good as a dick though, isn't he? Like the way he just fucks off at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a job for you. Nope. <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> Where he's at. He knows what he wanted. He got it. And then he got out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Julian Moore character just like fucking leaping around everywhere and getting everyone into peril was very, very irritating. Yeah, but Julian Moore, wasn't it? Yeah, she doesn't hold the same kind of thrall over me. She does you. Well, fuck you. Um. And then the last one we watched together, we watched. How In a key we... party, you can have fucking Corella or Julian Moore. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes. On Halloween night. Starring. Whilst go, sitting there with a big bowl full of candy after getting no tricky treats because we forgot that after. Or as Faye Hustlers called it, movie salad. In Pain Hustlers, when she makes the popcorn and pours all the other bits into it, she refers oh, yeah. to movie salad, yeah, no, that is, which I thought, that's, that's pretty bit. fucking good, actually. Yeah, yeah, that is the one good bit. Uh, no, because he didn't have any popcorn, so there wasn't any leaves. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we forgot, didn't we, that our village has a rule that if you don't have a pumpkin lit outside your door, you don't get all the bad trick or treat. Yeah, forgot about that. So got got all of the sweets for the trick or treat, had the bowl ready and everything a go, uh, but forgot that we were supposed to have a pumpkin outside the thing. Yeah. So we just had a lot of sweets. Yeah, we still have the old bottle sweets. So, uh, Halloween yeah. 3. I, I love Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Unashamedly love this movie. It is, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of it, wish they continued got, with, like... I love the fact it's got such a bleak ending. So bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so bleak. Yeah. So, yeah, starring... <laughs> <laughs> Handsome, rugged, versatile, and charismatic character actor Tom Atkins. Yeah. It's just so good. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, do you know what they're like? I was watching it and there's, there's there's some quite like raunchy stuff going on in there, and it's not very like like now if you watched if 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 a man was sucking on a lady's titty in a movie, titty, yeah. you wouldn't see any of that. Nope. His head would be in the way. No. Nope. It's right in there. Right, right there. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's in Tom Hankins. Yeah. Of course well, it happens. I, I, I love the fact that he literally just, he, he's on the phone with his wife saying, no, there's something come up, I've got to go, it can be really boring. I can't take the kids. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll take them trick-or-treating. Oh, I'll see you Monday. In spite of the fact that he knows that Halloween is Sunday, so he can't take them <laughs> trick-or-treating. Then puts the phone down, grabs a six-pack of beer and fucks off with a random girl that he's just met. Yeah. yeah. What a guy. <laughs> the bit where it's like, well, where do you want to sleep? And he's like, well, that's a dumb question. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, it's a dumb question. It's a, it's a really dumb question. <laughs> ah, what a picture. Oh, <laughs> so good. And just like, it's quite quite a rich story as well. Like, it's bonkers and it makes no fucking sense. Oh, yeah. But it's it's it's, it's worked hard to build a mythology there. What yeah. are you talking about? Of course there's the bits of Stonehenge in those masks. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they explain it away by by him just going, it was quite quite hard to get, you know. And it just walks off like, why don't they fucking tell us how you got it? <laughs> yeah. Fair play movie. Yeah. Great set as well. The set that is where the, the big bits don't end, and there's just those guys constantly just chipping away at bits of it. Yeah. Oh, great um, fucking film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. You're done? Cool. Right. So I watched four movies uh, on my own. You watched loads. I watched all those movies with you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rewatched, I'm the guy, I'm the one person who re- has rewatched um, the 2008 Daniel Craig film Defiance. Mm. Yeah. Jesus fucking right. Mark. What? Defiance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bleak movie, this. It's a real bleak fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it basically, 
Um, it's it, it's set in Eastern Europe, uh, and it's about a lot of Jewish people who essentially have to live in the forests of Belarusia um, because they've been driven out of their towns by by Nazis. Um, and uh, it's based around a, a, a true settlement that, that formed um, from the uh, from Tuval um, Belsky. Uh, he was played by Daniel Craig and um, his brothers played by Lee Shriver and Jamie Bell. Um, and actually uh, a young George McKay plays the youngest brother. So, you know when you once shows up in a film you watch him going, fuck it, I recognise that kid. Why do I recognise that kid? And then I had to look at who it was and say, like, holy shit, it's George McKay. Um, it's... The thing is... It, about defiance is it's a very poignant story it's a very the story of it is quite a it's very serious and it's quite heartbreaking yeah but the problem is the movie is also very serious to the point of where it just you're there going i know it's very serious but this is very serious and there's a lot of accents and a lot of quotes Good There's some really nice quotes in it, yeah. Like Blade Runner level or? Not quite yeah. Blade Runner level, but you are watching it going, that's a fucking really nice cut. I mean, it's not, you know, it made it worth being driven out of your town and no, living in the forest for, for several years kind of cut. Does but it, make, it is a nice cut. It does, is it makes it worth watching the vegetable movie? It's a lot of, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of beats. It's a lot of beats. Wow. Um, it, it's it's a very well made, very well intentioned movie that is just a little bit too melodramatic at points. Could I ask you a really serious question now, Dumar? What? Would it have benefited from a Muppet? It, yeah, it really would have. It really, it really would have. If at some point when like when Lee Schreiber has told fucking like, Daniel Craig, no more. We can attain no more. If I, he went off to do something and a bunch more people came in and each went, I know, I know, I know, I said no more. And one of them was just Pepe the King Prawn at the back going, hey guys! <laughs> that, you would have gone, fuck, you know, this is taking a turn. That was quite good. Even the cat was impressed by that impression. Back in Pepe the King Prawn, my boy. It's your boy. Um, it's your Disney app. Avatar, he is my Disney app, I would say, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's, he's one of the greatest characters that's ever been committed to anything. Um, I also rewatched. I know you're not a big fan of this. This would definitely benefit from a puppet. I mean, it would. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Playing the what's it, um, Javier Bardem character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would. Oh my god, I want that movie so badly. Yeah. So no country for old men. Boring, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not boring. It's it's it, it's a really weird film. In the sense that the film itself is weird, but I was watching it going. But the Muppet that plays Javier Bardem has to still have that weird bob haircut that he's got. That's it. it it's it's a very very good film, and it's a very a weirdly a weirdly paced, low energy but oddly energetic movie, which is a really I know it's a complete contradiction there. But honestly, that, that's the kind of energy that it has. It, it's a really odd duck of a movie. Um, it 
the bit that brings it down the most is its main character, Josh Brolin, is probably the least interesting character in it. Mm. But then the Coen Brothers, and spoiler for a fucking Oscar-winning movie from like 16 years ago, but the fact that he gets killed off like a good 25 minutes before the end. Yeah. And like he's killed off off screen. Off screen, yeah. And it just kind of happened. And you're there going, and I remember when I first watched it uh, in a cinema, I, I thought I'd missed something. I genuinely, when it happened, I was like, did I, did I fall asleep or something? Because it literally, it, it's almost like, and it's purposeful, but there's a, it's almost like they're missing. And it's because the Coleman have said, what we want to do is, we want to basically go, oh, so did you think this was his film? No, it's not. It's Tommy Jones' film. <laughs> and it, it, it's, but I, I was surprised that we watching it, how this, how long a period Tommy Lee Jones just isn't in the movie. For and oddly, like a lot of people would say that that, that No Country for All Men um, is more is more kind of it's most akin to something like Fargo or even uh, Blood Simple in the Coen Brothers uh, canon. There, I think it's more a just a much more serious version of something like Raising Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. You have a psychopath tracking down your what what is seen as your main character. It's it's a really odd film. I think they really enjoyed it, and it's it, it, it's better bits are when it is literally just two people sat talking. The really it's a really great script for it. But yeah, but also as well the. The, the, the close-up of Javier Bardem's face when he's um, strangling a guy on the floor and it's close-up in his face and he's got this manic look of kind of effort and glee in his face. He's, <laughs> he's, he's really good. Um, and then the the ending of, um, of kind of literally just calling him on his bullshit. Yeah. Um, with the coin flip. is he, really good. And then the, there's a lot of, you know, well, does he kill her or doesn't he kill her? Well, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Because he checks his boots to see if he's stepped in any blood when he's left. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed my rewatch of it. Um, also, we watched, because we mentioned it, I think in passing um, on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, we mentioned the film State of Play. And I can't remember why we mentioned it, but we did. Uh, so I rewatched State of Play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, State of Play is really fucking good. It's it's a, it, it's just a really good grown up thriller. Yeah. That you know people often say, "Well, oh, we don't get these movies anymore." We do. We just don't get them as often as we used to. Mm. And even in 2009, when this came out, we didn't get them as often as we as we used to. These used to be temple movies, and they're not now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's Russell Crowe being just really charismatic without being overtly charismatic. Um, 
it's one of his best performances, I genuinely think. Yeah. And there's, there's a, you know, I know a lot of people don't like Russell Crowe, our, our friend, but we do. Um, and as well, it it's funny in the sense that at the time, because he the character has a has a little bit of a pop at um, Rachel McAdams' character because she's a she's a political blogger. Hmm. And so there's a little bit of that. But now you're watching it 14 years down the line mm. where uh, political blogging doesn't exist anymore. It's more that the political reporting exists online more than it exists within uh, within print. Yeah. And so whereas, you know, when you watch it there, you're supposed to look at them a little bit of go, come on, you need to catch up with signs. A lot of the points that he's making in this movie mm. about why he doesn't agree with, um, with, with with the idea of blogging, as it was to be seen. Yeah. Um, a lot of that now, you look at going. Do you know what? No, he was he was actually right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. Um, the fact that you've sped up journalism means that investigative journalism. Is no longer you've made it not the norm, and you've made it easier for people to be bunny ears on a podcast. Journalists, yeah, unqualified, uh, and that all you're getting now isn't journalist. And even if you say at one point in the film, you won't get journalist. You'll just get mouthpieces. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of quite quite prescient in that um, in the script. Everybody is great in it, apart from there is one thing. That is just oh, that's a big mistake. So the um, the editor of the newspaper is played by Helen Mirren. Yeah, and she's good in it, but the script just has her constantly slay- saying uh, very British isms. Right. Um, right. Sorry, <laughs> the dog's here. All right. Um, <laughs> um, she's having a great time. Sorry. So, so there's a lot of Britishisms. Like she'll call people wankers, and she'll say stuff like, "Oh, you're having me on," and it, it's just you watch you going, "You're actually British. You know we don't say these things." Mm. <laughs> and hang on a minute. The director. No, no, we do say wanker. Is yeah, but it's the way she says it's like the director is British. Mm. <laughs> he knows we don't say these things, and it's, it's just what she's like. Oh, you're having me on. No, she's she's like she's from proper London. She talks like that, and it, it, right, it, you fucking wanker. You're yeah. having me on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just a little bit like there's so many just like fake Britishisms, and it's it's a little bit annoying. Jason Bateman plays the most Jason Bateman of characters ever. I fucking can't. <laughs> she does almost say that at one point. Um, and to round off the quite, you know, mature stuff that I've been watching this week. Yeah. Um, I re-watched That's My Boy. Oh, she did. Uh, sorry, what did you watch this week? <laughs> what the point is it? I'm going to take a moral high round for once. No, you can't have it. Uh... Yeah, I wrote That's My Boy. Fuck it, I like That's My Boy. It's a fun film. It's problematic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun film. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Apart from that. It's 
the 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 just the outright fun bit of uh, of having the the teacher that he bangs when he's a pupil be played by Ava uh, Amori and then uh, her older self be played by Susan Sarandon is just a great idea. Uh, it just it's a oh I see what you've done there well played <laughs> well played <laughs> yep yeah, um, I, I fucking I had a good sound with it but yeah um, the uh, Milo Betamiglia whatever his name yeah. is is it like being right I'm it's like the right to you're in you were in the neighborhood, yeah. I was in the neighborhood. Yeah. I'll take that. When um, he decides to have a wrestling match with Andy Sandberg and he's just, and he's like, he's punching himself in the crotch. <laughs> um, so just saying, oh, you got to wake him up. And Andy Sandberg's going, why? What do you have to wake him up for? It's it, it's a great scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take your word for that. Ah, well, fuck you. I think it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than yeah, Defiance. It's better than Defiance. Wow. <laughs> it's not as good as, like, you know, all the two series movies that I watched this week, but it's probably better than Defiance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, we've got another movie to review. Just remembered. Right. This one. And what a treat it is. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's uh, is directed by Emma uh, Tammy, who is now rolling in the fucking Benjamins because of it. Um, well played. Uh, what? So she turned down her a, a larger fee, took a smaller fee, and then really? of the box office. Oh, good for her. You get fucking paid. That's she, great. She took points. But not on profit, just on box office. Nice. Well oh, fucking played. Oh, she's smart. Yep. So yeah, someone said apparently it is like she took like um, like three and a half percent. So she'll get about four or five million quid out of it. Nice. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. Movie has done better than The Exorcist. The beginning. <laughs> because. Because rules, Emma Tammy rules, 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 isn't a sorry. fucking coward like David Gordon Green. <laughs> um, a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, the, <laughs> he realises that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. Not really what it's about. Uh, IMDb there. Uh, but yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, what did I say to you, Vex, after it? Oh, it should have been three. Been better if you only went for three nights. Ian, Five Nights at Freddy's. What do you reckon? Oh, by the way, so, it, it has people in it. Uh, so it, it has Josh Hutchinson, uh, Matthew Lillard, and oh my God, that's where Mary Stewart Matheson's been. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, right. Five Nights at Freddy's. It's not good, but I like it more for how much it's winding people up. <laughs> yeah. This this film is not for us necessarily. 
it is not a horror film for people in their 30s and 40s and 50s and whatnot have grown up on years and years and years and years of horror and are waiting for the next big thing like the next big thing to traumatize us it's not the latest a24 horror even though it is about generational trauma yeah um so it's got that but this is based on a video game that was about jump scares kids have been growing up on on these games and they've been having a great time going to the cinema and catching all the fucking easter eggs and whatnot apparently the end credit song is literally just a song written by a fan and you know you can probably fucking tell um and good on them i look yes okay this is absolutely a money making machine but scott corfawn the guy who made the game held on to the rights for this for fucking years because he was like no i'm gonna make it my way he's got a story by and screenplay credit on this and for sure you know that any other studio that was trying to get it were like yeah but does it have to be like kids who have been killed by the guy and are now like possessing the animatronic thing it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that this is weirdly quite a distilled, pure vision by that guy who was an indie video game developer yep. who now is like partially responsible for one of the, well, like the surprise hit of the year. It, it will get to the, it, the film is too long. You know, I, I wish there, there were more scares. I wish there were more gore and whatnot. It is not it, it, it's it's gate it's a gateway horror film if it's a film that gets 12 13 year olds watching it and going maybe i'll try some of the hardest stuff then ace i sorry because it's just a bit of a reaction to the reaction online but people who are like this isn't horror this is shit fuck off it's yep. not for us no, i totally agree with you it is absolutely a horror film but it's a pg-13 horror film and they're allowed to exist. Yeah. There's um, zero problem with I've got there is zero problem with that whatsoever. They they made this film to the rating. Fair play to the director as well. She was like, there is no director's cut. This is my cut. Yeah. Good for you. You fucking stand by that. It's a film for fucking for young adults, <laughs> you know. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's not great. It's too, it is definitely too long, but it's fine. I, yeah, what do you guys think of it? Bex, what do you think? Apart from the fact that it's not as good as Wild Wonderland. Oh, it's not, is it? No. Well, it's, it's good. I like the fact that it's got, like, Willy's Wonderland, there's not much... Story? Story. No, it's just about a guy who's cleaning out a wonderland. Yeah, but you do get a bit of background as to why the animatronics are the way they are, but I think you get more with this. Um, I like the fact that the animatronics are actual physical puppets rather than effects as yeah. well yeah. Um, from the Jim Henson guys, but it does, it does make it feel more... It makes it feel more low-budget, which somewhere like... 
a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place like that would be. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look glossy. It looks tactile, like you could reach out and grab it. Lived in. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I really fucking liked it. I think it's a good story. I think Josh Hutchinson is good in it. Um, I did, like, at the start, I was going to be like, no, 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 no. He's not old enough to be a father of a child. I mean, I mean, he is. He probably is, but, like, I'm glad that he wasn't and it was, like, his sister, even though he quite feasibly could be a dad. I was, I was thinking, I know he's old enough to have fathered a child, mm. but no, mm. you, 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 you shouldn't be playing a dad. And then when it's at the oh, it's just fair enough. But it's the same as the Zac Efron Firestarter thing, isn't it? Like we've we've watched him. I mean, since High School Musical, and it's like, no, I don't like to see him as a dad. No grown-up roles for you. Yeah, the thing that <laughs> the, the one thing I would say about that though is a little bit like, hang on a minute, the trauma caused your, of your brother going missing, you know, wrecked your family, but years later they had another child. Well, she was already born. No, she can't have been. She was. Then the timeline doesn't make sense. No, probably not. He's probably meant to be younger than he actually is. Mm. I'm sure she's born. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense then. Um, yeah, she was not irritating in it, which I was quite surprised about. Not like kids in movies. She was less irritating than she could have been. I thought she was quite irritating. Um, yeah, all like all all round, really liked it. Could, have, could it have done to have been a bit more bitey? Yeah, it could have for us. But if it's not, if it's not for us, and, and if the games are like that, then I mean, I don't know how to play them. And it, it, it's, I just cannot stress. I just again want to revisit how fucking funny it is that this is made more than the Exist Believer has done <laughs> today. But. Yeah. It is hilarious. Like I don't necessarily want it to be like the the herald for. All right, we're going to find a bunch of other indie games and make cheap horror films out of them. I just I I think that there's a cultural thing with Five Nights at Freddy's that it's tapped into and fair play. I just I I love I love the idea of twelve thirteen year olds going to this and having a fucking great time. Yeah. Which apparently they have. It got cinema score in the US it got an A minus. That's really difficult for a horror film. Yeah. But it's because the the intended audience are really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. So I just that's wonderful. And David Gordon Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean because how much did um talk to me make? I mean, it did 10 million like uh, opening weekend. I remember that because that was quite a big deal. There's nine games in this game franchise. So, oh, I yeah. mean, the thing is, wow. Five Nights at Freddy's might go on to be the, like, how much did Saw do? It might want to be like the the biggest grossing horror film of this year. At the moment. Because it, it is there. At the moment, I think it is the biggest grossing horror movie of this year. That's beautiful, though, isn't it? Uh, do you know what? I, I I thought it was way too long. I thought it wasn't... There weren't, there weren't enough 
There wasn't enough Freddies in it. The animatronics weren't in it that much. They're not all called Freddy. I know, but Binky and Ted and I don't know. So you're saying you didn't pay attention? Face said. And I also just didn't enjoy it as much. No, I just, I, it, 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 it's too long. It's so long. Oh, you need to stop beating that drum on every movie. No, but this is a, it, it's an hour 50 for what should be, should be a 90 minute movie. Yeah. It'd have been tight because we don't need to see that many times him going into his dream world and chasing things. Yeah, I would agree with it that. It got boring. It got, I was looking going, you're whiny. You're really whiny. Wow. Uh, you're whining, and yeah, it was your fault. Is what I got to the point of with it. Um, but again, I think like I, I am, I am happy that it's done well because there's a lot of fans of the games, and I thought that when I first saw that the, the, they made this movie and saw the first like teaser, I thought, well, that's going to make eight million dollars and never produce a single sequel. Whereas now. With this, it's pretty much locked in to get at least one sequel. And Matthew Lillard has come out and said he signed on for three movies. Yeah, there's three written, I think they've said. He signed off on for three movies. Yeah. Matthew Lillard is signed on for three movies. Yeah. Good for Matthew Lillard. All right, but he must only be in one of those um, animatronic costumes at the end for the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and I like the fact that yeah, Matthew Lillard is, is going to be probably not next year, the year after. He's probably going to be in Five Nights at Freddy's um, two. Mm. Uh, the you make Flanagan film, and let's face it, they're going to bring him back in a screen. Yeah, yeah. Are they? Definitely. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see the. The, 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 the rise of the lad. Just bring back, do another 13 ghosts. I'm here for it. Oh, God, watch the fuck out of that. Do another 13 ghosts. Um, I'm, I, I'm touching cloth on it because I do think it's a bit shit. <laughs> but I don't think it's outright shit. I like the carpet. The carpet? The carpet. At the pizza carpet. place. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm definitely not shit on it. I really enjoyed it. Really good time. It, it does what it set out to do. Whether what it set out to do is what other people wanted it to be doing, fuck those people. I also like that the, 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 in the um, the training video that he watched, they said, uh, at Freddy's Fun Bar, we believe in two things, family entertainment and animatronics. I'm thinking, so not pizza. <laughs> not you're a pizza place that doesn't that 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 pizza is what at, at the very best third on your list of things. Yeah. Not cool that. I got a pizza place. I want pizza to be realistically number one. It's a family fun place. Pizza's third maybe. You can't go in there for that much. Well, clearly, clearly. And you know what? The pizza was better, might not have closed down. People might have gone, people might have gone, do you know what? Yeah, those fucking kids did go missing there, but fuck me. That is a banging pizza. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have forgiven them for it. What? Paul's got another Halloween costume. <laughs> Fair play. Um, what, what's everyone else on it? 
Definitely. Yeah, look, definitely not shit, man. I mean, it's I, you know, there, there, there's there's a couple of good. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily show it, but the idea of someone being trapped in that shit is unnerving, and I think they build that quite well, like the the saw esque kind of shit that, that is happening in parts of it. Decent. You know, I, I, I couldn't necessarily tell you where the plot was going to go. I knew Matthew Lillard was going to pop up at some point, but in that fucking costume, I'll be honest, that wasn't coming to me as a thought. Um, oh, I, I, I very much said that. I bet you went, oh, he's the bad fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's the wrong one, but I thought he was just going to step out of the shadows at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, the, the actual costume, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool, to be fair. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. I just love the fact that Matthew Lillard's got a fucking free picture deal for Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> it's fucking good, isn't it? <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Yeah, look, definitely not shit. I, very, very funny that people are getting so wound up by it. Yeah. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. Don't worry about it. You can still have your prestige aura. Let kids enjoy themselves. Have fun with your day. Yeah. Next. I've already said oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, our audience poll, definitely shit 30%. Touching cloth 30%. Shit 40%. That was the Twitter one. Uh, and our Instagram one was shit 100%. <laughs> I'll go to Twitter questions first and I'll go to Insta questions after that. Um, Bonza, inspired by the owner of this site, Colin Rick Deckard, Blade Runner, which character do you think should be named after the title of their film? I'm going Brad Pitt as Detective Seven. Willard Apocalypse now. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Die Hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Die Hard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Die Hard's the answer. Yeah, Die Hard is the answer. Yeah. See, also, to a lesser extent, Hard Target. Yeah. It, yeah, it, 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 you guys see the fucking thing that someone put up on Twitter after, where it was like, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the, zoom, like, zoom in. He was, was called Rick Blade Runner. Rick Blade Runner. That's great. Yes. The thing is, it just, just you know Elon Musk did that at like three in the morning, just high on whatever the fuck he does, and just tweeted that with like a cold sweat, probably <laughs> naked, like banging some bongos or something. Yeah, it's it, yeah, fucking. God. <laughs> Rick Kid, given yesterday was Halloween, which horror movie's antagonist would you least like to face? Which horror movie antagonist which I, would I least like to face? Yeah. Don't think we're um, up against that clown in those movies that I watched recently. Terrifier. Yeah, I can't remember what he's called. Clown Ed. He's not called Clownhead. Grimes. Sure. 
who fucking just like pumps all those wormy things into people. Oh god yeah, he's a prick. That's that is a film that like watched once, thankfully don't remember a lot of it, will never watch again. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that, yeah. Nasty little fucking film is Sliver. Like it's a horror comedy, but it's fucking it's gnarly, isn't it? We think Slither or Slither. 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 Yeah. James James Gunn James Gun. wrote it. Did he not direct it? Did he direct it as well? I think he might have. I don't want it on my Google search so someone else can look it up. I'm looking now. With Nathan Fillion in it? Yes. Yeah, James Gunn written and directed by, yeah. Uh, the Banks yeah, as well. Okay. Oh, I really like that movie. Is that on anything? Oh, no. It's grim. Uh, who would I not like to face? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know. Don't have their weaknesses, don't they? Anyone female and kind of a bitch, probably, because you just give in and end up dying. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking great time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Probably right on that one. Yeah. Leatherface, because I bet he stinks. I'm quite bad smells bother me, don't they? Mm. I bet he fucking reeks. Yeah. Okay, we do have some. Oh, what's the name out of misery as well? Kathy Bates' character out of misery. You, you can't, you can't argue with crazy. We do have some Insta questions as well. Um, so, sorry, pause signal, I'll make it plug a phone. Sorry, guys. Um. Uh, Brad says, if you could have any director make a film in a genre they have yet to tackle, who and what would it be? And why is the answer Steven Spielberg uh, doing a Western? It's not, Brad. Uh, I'd also accept Paul <laughs> Robinski doing a musical. <laughs> David Lynch doing a kid's movie. I no, feel I'm like you can't it. have Lynch for this. Why? I just feel like you can't. Why? I think the answer is David Ayer doing a movie about a beekeeper. Sure. Steve McQueen doing an action film. I want to see it. Widows wasn't an action film. Yeah, it's like a full-blown, like, fucking point break S action film. Like, Steve McQueen needs to have a think about beekeepers. <laughs> beekeepers too. Yeah, that would do. Legally, specifically, Hayao Miyazaki making a horror movie, the most beautifully animated horror movie you ever did to see. That's a, Ooh, good, that's, that's a fucking good answer, that. Animated. Mm. Oh, that's a good answer. That might be the answer. That, that, that might be the answer, Brad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the backgrounds would be beautiful. They would be, yeah. Mm. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, it was really wrecking my head. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 I basically said to myself, I can't allow myself certain, like, directors. Why? Because some just feel a little bit too obvious. But I'd like to watch. I, I'd like to see somebody, like, I'd like to see, for instance, like, John Carpenter do a rom-com. But just an outright fucking rom-com. Because he's hinted at rom-coms within things like Big Triple. Mm. Within that. But just do an outright fucking rom-com. Everybody. Everybody who has not made a rom-com should make a rom-com. I mean, a John Carpenter rom-com would be undoubtedly good, but it would be a waste of his talents, because rom-coms are just blur. No, they're not. You're an idiot. Um, but, like, when Lynch made a rom-com, we got Wild at Heart. Yeah. <laughs> which is just a wonderful thing mm. you know I'm going to do a carpenter retrospective I've decided but like somebody like that just doing a rom-com would just be would be would be great yeah yeah and we do have one more question which I need to reopen into the ground for because it's there Dylan Black Lantern says um, who would you like to see? Who, who do you want to see have a bash at acting? Can be a director or just any public figure at all. Somebody or a bash at acting. Um, the Honey Badger, Danny Ricardo in um, <laughs> a comedy, which is I I don't know I I know that Formula One is relatively niche um, in the audience that listens to this, but. The dude's fucking naturally funny, and I think he could do a really good job. Australian, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone who wants to take a bash at acting? Yeah. Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 how very dry. I know, right? Um, God, I don't know. Honest, I know this sounds silly. Liam Gallagher is charismatic as fuck. That's actually a good answer, yeah. I feel Um, like he could maybe do something. Yeah, in like a like like I don't know if you made like a a movie about Britpop. For instance, and you cast him not as Liam Gallagher, but as some like fucking record exec or something like that. I reckon he'd do a really fucking fun job at that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, that's a good answer. David Alvin had a crack at it in face. Face. Yeah, he was he decent, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The Appleton sisters did that. Movie directed by what's his name from Eurythmics? Honest. Honest, yeah. One of them yeah, got their boobs honest. out. Yeah, Nicole got her boobs out. Yeah. That's like a cinema. Of course you did. Well, I did. Saw face in cinema as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? Well, I mean, if we're going with. Britpop people that have got actually a decent kind of charisma and would probably have a good screen presence. Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson would be in an A24 movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch it. It'd have to be some kind of Slenderman character though, because he's real tall and thin. 
it, it, it would be like would it be a real fucking think PC? <laughs> it, it, it'd be like fucking it would it would be like Herzogian. Watch it. Yeah, probably I probably would. Let's be fair. Um, yeah, sorry. What we're we covering next week? Apart okay, from so documentary. Next week is a little bit low on the ground, but yeah, Sly. Is it Sly? I think it's Sly. On it, I, sorry? And Bottoms. What fucking Bottoms? Oh, yeah, Bottoms. Yeah, we could do Bottoms. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch this, but the uh, narrative debut by the free solo directors, Nyad, um, which is getting, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's getting a bit of buzz for Annette Benning and Jodie Foster. So um, there, there, there might be some worth in that. But look, at the very least, we'll do bottoms and we'll do sly. Mm. I'll see. I'll see if I can see if I can get to it. It's just a case of West Wings up. What's that one? Sorry, I missed that because I was reading about bottoms. Well, no, I had it on Netflix. It's a Netflix. Oh fuck it, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I'm liking that. I'll just make sure that's definitely this week. But yeah, it's it's a very. It's a little bit like. Well, it was supposed to be June, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be June this weekend, so that's that's kind of why. But let me Nyad coming on Friday, two hours one minute. That'll do. Annette Benning, Jodie Foster, and Reese Ifans. That oh, that that Bob's is co-written by Rachel Senna. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Nyad, right. Athlete Diane Nyad sets out at 60 to achieve a nearly impossible lifelong dream to swim from Cuba to Florida across more than 100 miles of open ocean. That sounds all right. That sounds fucking terrifying. Go on, then. That sounds sounds like a good movie. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Let's go. Is it a movie about old people doing bucket list shit? No. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but not in that kind of way. Not in like a, not in like a Maggie Smith will appear in it at some point. Where? Okay. Chrissy fans is in it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on first. Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. There we are. Um, right. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much. Let's go. Brazilian Grand Prix weekend. It's a sprint weekend, baby. There's more racing. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what any of that means, but I'm going to look it up.